Welcome to our midweek devotional thoughts. This day I want to focus our thoughts on two verses from Proverbs chapter 3. These are, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. These uh, two verses are perhaps some of the best best well-known verses in the Bible. They're used very often to help people who need guidance or direction uh, in them. They have three instructions and a promise. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and the promise he will make straight your paths. These two verses come from the book of Proverbs, which is uh, reckoned to be written by the great King Solomon. Uh, The opening verses, uh, Proverbs verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. The book of Proverbs is about wise sayings and advice given by a wise king. King Solomon received this gift from God. He had went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, we read in 1 Kings chapter 3. And at Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you've shown great kindness to your servant, my father, King David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You've continued his great kindness to him and given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a child and do know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people. You have chosen a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in ministering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Therefore I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honour, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among the kings. And if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands, as David your father did, I would give you a long life. So God answered Solomon's request and gave him this great gift, this gift of wisdom to be able to govern his people and make wise decisions. Hence, he, he was led to write this book of Proverbs about the benefits of wisdom and how we are to live our life in relationship with God. This verse 5 opens with, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust. What does this word mean? It means reliable, putting confidence in. Just as you, perhaps at this moment in time, are sitting on a chair, so you put your trust or confidence that when you put your weight on the chair, it would uphold you. So who do we trust? We trust the doctor when we go for medical advice. Perhaps we need financial advice, we go to a financial advisor or to the bank. When we need uh, guidance or help about a particular problem that's troubling us, maybe we go to a friend for advice. In the family, we hopefully trust each other. A child would trust his his parent 
when the child puts his hand in the parent's hand, the parent will hold the hand firm and help the child to walk. So we put trust in many people in various avenues and areas of life, put our confidence in them, we trust in them or reckon them to be reliable as a source of confidence we can go to. <clears throat> what do we trust in? Very often many people trust in money. We know that they think it will bring them happiness and contentment and everything they need. But we know money can't buy happiness, can, can't buy health. We know that often money causes great heartache and many problems. And often and very often it leads people away from God because they put money as an idol, something they're trusting in rather than God. <clears throat> For our salvation, what do we trust in? Many people sadly will trust in good works, good reputation, their own efforts, all about what they can do themselves. Whereas we know that God in Christ has provided for our salvation, we're called to trust in him for forgiveness of sins, for eternal life, for heaven, and for living this life. Nothing of ourselves can we give or contribute to our salvation, simply trusting in God. But for each day, and not just for the crisis that's going on at this moment, or for any particular crisis in our life, this verse says what we're to do. We're to trust in the Lord with all our heart. We're to trust in the Lord. A very simple command by God. Why? Because he can be trusted. He is faithful. He keeps his promises. He is our provider, our protector, our saviour, our strength and weakness, our light and darkness, our hope and despair. I could quote you verse after verse, but here are a few perhaps gives you a backup to the importance of trusting in God. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalm 20 verse 7. This is talking about trusting in human power and strength and might, whereas God says in his word, we're to trust in the name of our God. Psalm 56 says that we are in God whose Word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? We're to praise God and his word which he gives us and the promise of his word. And so therefore we will not be afraid. Isaiah 30 verse 15 says, In quietness and trust is your strength. Or Psalm 119 says, For I trust in your word. God is reliable, <clears throat> as I've already said, in life, in death, in calm, in storm, in joy or sorrow, in the valley or the mountaintop, in hope, in despair, in defeat or victory, in fear or confidence. God is there. He is there to carry us through. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So first we are to trust in the Lord. To do so means all will be well with us in our lives. Yes, there will be trouble, but when we're trusting in the Lord, we have confidence, someone we rely upon. We're to do it with all our heart. That means we're to be sincere about it, not just with our lips saying, I trust God, but in our hearts to invite Christ in as our Saviour and Lord, and then we can know him with us at all times. Remember in John 14, the troubled disciples uh, Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. When they were troubled and confused about the impending death of Jesus Christ, this is what he said. 
in the midst of their crisis. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. Later on, he was going to tell them that he would give them his peace, a peace which the world cannot give. And he says, by trusting in that peace and in him, they will not be troubled. We could read again and remind you to read perhaps again verses which spoke about trusting in God, Psalm 27 and Psalm 23. Takes us right back to God's and God's word, the bottom line for our salvation, for our life's needs and all the things that happen to us is to trust the Lord, to trust in him sincerely. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Perhaps just for a moment I could quote uh, some words of a modern day version of Psalm 23 which tells us about trusting in the Lord. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie down in pastures green. He leads me by the still, still waters. He restores my soul. And the chorus goes, And I will trust in you alone, and I will trust in you alone. For endless mercy follows me. Your goodness will lead me home. He guides my ways in righteousness. He anoints my head with oil. My cup, it overflows with joy. I feast on his pure delights. The third verse says, And though I walk the darkest path, I will fear not the evil one. For you are with me. Your rod and staff are the comfort I need to know. I need to know. And the chorus, just to remind you again, which says, And I will trust in you alone. I will trust in you alone. For endless mercy follows me. Your goodness will lead me home. Yes, we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart. We're to trust in him alone. And then the second part of verse 1 says, And lean not on your own understanding. <clears throat> we sometimes want to do things our own way, to follow our own way. God's word says, There's a way it seems right to man, but its end is destruction. God's ways, Isaiah 55 says, are not his ways. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. <clears throat> We have to follow and God and God's ways. Just rather like tuning in uh, our TV or radio to a particular radio station or TV channel. Unless it's done properly, we don't have a clear picture, reception or sound. So we need to get tuned into God's ways. To lean on God as a support, just like trusting in him. So we're to lean on him and his will and his word and not on our own ways because it can become a broken stick and unreliable just like the three qualifications of discipleship to deny ourselves take up the cross and follow the lord daily we sometimes can allow pride to come in our way of not trusting in god of not leaning on god and depending on him we think that's weakness but to truly uh, trust in god to lean on our own understanding, to seek God's guidance and direction and God's wisdom is best. There's two sorts of wisdom in the world, man's wisdom and God's wisdom. For true wisdom, we need to seek God's wisdom and God's guidance in our lives each and every day. Remember how we read in Psalm 27 these very important words which tells us what we are to do. In verse 7 and 8, we read, Hear my voice when I cry, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says, If you seek his face, your face, Lord, will I seek. 
And then verse 11 says, Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path. So we are called to seek the Lord. We're called to lean on God and for his wisdom and for his guidance and not upon our own feeble uh, wisdom and guidance. And now we read in verse 6 these words. In all your ways acknowledge him. In all your ways acknowledge him. We're to trust God, yes, but we're to praise him because of who he is and what he does for us. We've thought earlier about his characteristics. But remember, he is our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer, our provider, and many other things. The Psalms tell us he is the shepherd, the light, the salvation, the rock, the strength, the dwelling place. These verses are about a relationship with God, trusting him, following him, acknowledge him again. This means doing with her, doing away with our pride. Man doesn't my bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We can easily say my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Or maybe consider the rich farmer or the rich foolish he's sometimes called in Luke at chapter 12 and verse 18. How he said, I have everything and therefore I will take life and be merry. I will take life easy. He left God out of the reckoning. He believed he had achieved all this without God. He did not acknowledge God's strength or God's help to do the work and to build up his farm. So we need to be careful because one day God will require our souls. He'll require to give us account. And so in all the ways acknowledge him, every bit of life we have to acknowledge God Nothing is too big for him to deal with. Nothing is too small for him to bring to him in prayer and seeking his guidance. We're, in every part of our lives, we acknowledge him each and every day from we get up to we go to bed. We acknowledge him wherever we are, his presence with us, and seek to live under his guidance. Psalm 121, perhaps, is a psalm worth reading, where we're told to uh, look onto the hills and beyond the hills to heaven itself for God's help, for protection and guidance throughout life. And be with us and are going out and are coming in. Perhaps in this present situation, the question we have, people have been generally too busy, busy with the things of this world, no time for anything or for anyone, no time for God, striving after more and more, bigger and better, uh, on a treadmill and wishing it would slow down or stop. Well, it has. Now we have time. How are we using it? How are we feeling now? Are we taking time to uh, seek the Lord? Are we taking time to acknowledge him in all our ways? Are we taking time simply with God? How do we feel about the future? Many concerns, especially over the economy and employment and business life. What will the future be like after this and all of life in the future? What will it be like? what will be like on the other side. This verse gives us clear instructions. These three things, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That's the promise. We put God first, then uh, God will guide and direct us. What does it mean to straighten things out? 
basic means of fixing them, correct them. Car is an accident. We straighten out the damage, the dent that's in the car. If we had got into a bit of a problem and a mess, someone comes along or perhaps we ourselves straighten out that mess, we fix it, we correct it. You know how if you go, sometimes there are straight roads, we can see it clearly the way ahead, a long way away, because the road has been constructed in such a way, it's a straight road for miles and miles. And so God is the same. He can straighten out the messes, the sins and the wrongs in our life, in society, when we hand them over to him. God and God alone is the one who can straighten out the mess our world is in at this present time, and indeed generally the mess it's in. He can sort out the mess and wrongs and sins in our lives when we turn and trust in him. Yes, it seems uncertain the present and definitely the future seems uncertain. The way ahead is like being living in the fog or out on the road when the visibility is poor with a straw with strong wind and heavy rain. And perhaps when it's unclear how we can go forward we go cautiously but so we need to be cautious and careful for the future but we can be careful cautious move into the future when we allow God into our lives to trust in him to lean not on our own wisdom to acknowledge him in all our ways because the bible is clear our times are in God's hands it promises us in Deuteronomy chapter 33, the eternal God is a refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms of God. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. I, the Lord, change not. God is a refuge and strength. Or Psalm 90 says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations, before the mountains were forth, or ever the earth and the world were made. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Yes, God is in control. He's shown that in creating the world, in sending Jesus Christ into the world to be our Saviour. He has always been in charge of the world from before creation, through creation, through Israel and the Old Testament prophets. God is in control. God is sovereign. God is in charge. And we need to acknowledge him as such. Perhaps that's part of the problem. We need to take time to acknowledge God in all our ways, to allow him to make our paths straight and clear, to guide us, to trust in him, and not to lean on our own understanding or our own ways. The centre and roots of our Christian faith are these. These are the very basics in these two verses of what we're to do. At the moment, we're living a very simple very basic life. We've been brought back from our fast lifestyle and for all that's going on in life. And we are given the opportunity to think about these things. Remember a few weeks ago when I was speaking about the seven uh, churches and the seven letters to those seven churches in Asia Minor in the book of Revelation? These verses and those thoughts I had about those seven churches Make us stop and think. Have our lives been so filled with activity, even church activity, we have forsaken our first love, Christ? Have we been caught in the ritual, the services and the basics of worship? 
that the real centre of heart worship, heart acknowledgement of God, his lordship and guidance in our lives, taking time in prayer, Bible reading, Bible study, have we become careless? Have we become cold? Have we become complacent? Have we maybe compromised in our faith? Just maybe now, God has given us and the whole world an opportunity to slow down on a treadmill. The pause button has been pressed and we've been given time. Isolation, we've been told, is a way which we're going to save lives and stop the spread of the disease. But perhaps we have self-isolation in the sense of time set aside. Perhaps we'll be doing lots of things. We may have been able to fill the time. Maybe now we're getting tired of the self-isolation or being indoors so much. We may be getting frustrated and wishing it would be a lackening, a slackening of the lockdown. We get a bit more freedom. Yes, self-isolation to save our lives from the coronavirus. Uh, but maybe self-isolation to take time and slow down and spend time with God and God's word. As I said, take this verse with its three instructions and a promise. Reflect on them in a form of a question. Do I trust the Lord? Whose understanding do I lean or depend upon? Do I acknowledge him in all my ways? Every part of my daily life. Not just in this crisis, but in the ordinary daily life. If not, he can straighten out better than any person who will come in all his love and mercy and help us get back or get to the place where he wants us to be in relationship with him as our father, our Abba, our Daddy. <coughs> Remember what Psalm 27 said, My heart says of you, seek his face. Is our response the same as a psalmist's response? Your face, Lord, will I seek. Verse 11 said, Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path. So today, as I say again, let's take a moment to reflect upon these two verses from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Maybe take a few moments to read those other Psalms I spoke to you about. Psalm 27, Psalm 23, and Psalm 121, to read them slowly, carefully, and prayerfully. I want to finish off by quoting uh, some words from a, an old and well-known hymn, which reminds us about trusting in the Lord for every day of life, in all its ups and downs, all its joys and sorrows, and one day by trusting in him, how we'll walk by his side in heaven. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds in our way. When we do his good will, he abides us still with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but a smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt nor a fear, not a sigh nor a tear can abide when we trust and obey. We can never prove the lights of his love till all on the altar we lay. 
for the favour he shows, the joy he bestows, for those who trust and obey. Then in fellowship sweet, we'll sit at his feet, or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, where he sends we'll go, never fear, only trust and obey. And just remind you of the words of the chorus again. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's hymn 603, if you want to look it up in your hymn books after this time together. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this beautiful day outside, the beauty of creation, the world around us, the warmth of the sunshine, the gentle breeze, and the beauty of springtime and creation, and all the signs of new life we see around us in the fields and the hedgerows, and all the signs of your continuing faithfulness, goodness, and loving kindness to us. Father, we admit admit in the midst of all this crisis that we are fearful, we are apprehensive, we are concerned. But we thank you for your holy and eternal word. You've promised us in your word that we trust uh, the Lord with all our heart. We acknowledge you in all our ways. We lean on our own understanding. You will guide and direct us because we thank you. You love us. You care for us. You are our creator. You are our sustainer, our redeemer, our provider, our comforter. You are our all in all. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for these words of Scripture. Help us to apply them and teach them to us in our daily lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Then, Heavenly Father, today we commit our country and its crisis into your hands. We thank you for those who have been ill and who are recovering from illness. We thank you for the recovery of the Prime Minister. We pray that you continue to recover him and all of us who have been ill to full health and strength again. We give you thanks for the care of doctors, nurses, consultants and all in the National Health Service who are involved in treating those who are suffering from the virus at this time. We pray that you continue to use them and bless them as your instrument of healing uh, towards recovery again. Grant them your strength and help in their times of anxiety for their own health and their own protection. We pray that you help them in tiredness to give them uh, renewed energy. In weakness, give them your strength. Guide and direct all in medical research that they may indeed be able to come up in due course with a vaccine to combat this disease. We pray that you give wisdom and guidance to all medical advisors and to our government uh, here in Stormont the south of Ireland and in Westminster in particular, that they will know guidance and direction uh, to be able to help combat this disease and to provide a way forward. We pray for all who are fearful and anxious about their jobs and about the future and employment and provision. We thank you that you are the God who takes care of all these things, that you will guide and direct and you will provide in your own good will and your own good timing. So draw near, Heavenly Father, to all who are in need at this time. Guide and direct all the future, because we thank you it is in your hands. Help us to trust in you, to acknowledge you in all our ways, and to lean on our own understanding. And we thank you that you, who are the God in control, will guide and direct in the future. In Jesus' name. Amen.